Welcome back to episode six. Today, we're going to be discussing episode three of Euphoria. In this episode, we'll take a look uh, into Cal's um, teenage years. We'll see Rue's new adventure as well as gaslighting her sister. Um, we're going to see Jules interrogating and also bonding with Elliot. So trusting, but not trusting him at the same time. Um, we're going to see, again, the spiraling down of Cassie, each time getting worse on the next one. And we're going to see the interaction between Ashtray and Cal. Um, overall, what does this mean for Fez, Jules, and Rue in reference to the CD, the sex tape, and Cal going crazy? Yeah. So um, it opens up with two teenage boys, which automatically we assume is Cal and Derek. Uh, well, we don't know who Derek is at the time, but it's Cal's story. So we're, we're seeing how he has this, you know, friendship with this kid that they seem like they're the best of friends and they're these regular jocks, like, you know, cliche, they're wrestlers and they're, you know, they bond over pretty much athletics and how they, they do in their matches. So you see that basically that is like going through the motions. They're at matches they have a shower scene, like they're so close that they're in the shower, you know, across from each other, standing across from each other, and they're using the same bar of soap. So it's like showing us like how intimate they are without being intimate. So you you automatically get gay vibes. Duh. Plus, we know it's Cal. You know, we know what he's into. We know that he he has sex with men. He has sex with women. So we know that this is going into into gay land. <laughs> so. We see their interactions. We see how they are super close and basically how they're going through the motions of high school. Uh, we see how Cal gets a girlfriend eventually during junior year and they are all partying together. And at that point, Derek also decides to get a girlfriend. And from the viewer's eyes, it looks like the reason he got a girlfriend in the first place was because Cal got a girlfriend and he started, you know, experiencing sexual things with the this girlfriend. And Derek was like, OK, well, I mean, maybe I need to get one, too, so that I can do the same thing. So at first you're like, mm, OK, whatever. He got a girlfriend, too. Maybe he just felt left out. So he he didn't want to be the third. And then they all start, you know, having well, Cal starts having sex with Marsha, which we find out is his wife in the future. And when he starts having sex with her or when he when she goes down on him for the first time, he tells Derek and he's like telling Derek how amazing it is and, you know, how it was so much fun. And they're in Derek's room. I mean, in Cal's room laying down on their bellies. So they're, you know, just both on their bellies talking about it and they're smiling and laughing. And Cal's dad comes in. So one thing we assumed is that he must have been eavesdropping outside yeah. because the way he came in, he was very upset. He was like, Derek, you need to leave right now. Derek gets up. He grabs his gym bag and puts it in front of him, trying to like cover. looks like he's trying to cover his dick because he had a boner. And then Cal's dad is like, let's go. Dinner's ready. And Cal's like, I don't feel well. He's like, well, you were fine a minute ago. So obviously his dad knows y'all are gay. <laughs> you guys had boners and that's why you don't want to come downstairs. And at that moment is when they go downstairs, Cal decides to tell his family, I have a girlfriend. 
I mean, I I think it's crazy how he knows, the dad knows, Derek knows, and the whole time, you know, we get to see those five minutes in the beginning of the episode of, like, Kyle's life, how it just swept under the rug. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, like I think Marsha knew, because, like, you know, when they were wrestling, and like, he's saying, like, you know, I liked, he had just told him I like to eat pussy, and Marsha yeah. gives him that look, and it, you can tell. It was so evil, both of them. The way Derek looked at her, you could tell he was enraged with jealousy, because Cal had just told him, like, yeah, I like eating pussy too. Like, mm-hmm. and Derek was like, well, you, I don't, I love women, but you can't pay me enough to eat a pussy. And then after Derek demolished him <laughs> on the mat and said, I win, pussy, yeah. you know, like showing his dominance. And when he came on the mat to first uh, wrestle Cal, he looked at Marsha and he looked at her with like the, this anger. And like she looked at him back. And at first, it you look it looks like she's like turning the wheels in her head mm-hmm. she's like wait is he like jealous and then she's like you know what fuck this guy and she gives him a hard look back so that moment is like clarity for us when you realize that in a you know within the next three minutes of scenes she's gonna call cow and give him some news but before all of that happens after that interaction Derek decides you know what I can't let him love eating pussy basically <laughs> because he's like let's go out somewhere i know somewhere somewhere that they'll serve us and he takes him to this like obscure bar it's raining and they're like in the jeep and it's a convertible jeep so at the top is down like you know they're in the air and it's raining and they're they're soaked and they run into this bar it's like a, a super romantic gay like very cliche-ish moment, you know, back in the day, because it's uh, 70s, 80s, we don't really know exactly the timeline of it, but we know back then it was a sin to be gay, basically. Like, people still see it that way now, but it was so taboo. It's like you were basically ostracized for being gay. So he takes him to this bar. He's like, they'll serve us, whatever. And then they take, like, six shots back to back. And they start dancing. And that moment was so sensual. yeah, that moment being so sensual and intimate, like it wasn't even dancing like close together or like this romance, like um, how do I would yeah, no slow wrong. dancing, yeah. yeah, and him just like you know like fake playing the air guitar and doing all those things like it, they just they, looked like they were having so much fun, like they were in love, like they were mm-hmm. like in the moment, and they weren't being judged because uh, you know once they started dancing together, they had already like or cow had a Derek knew where he was, cow had taken a look around the bar and he realized it was only men and nobody was really like looking at them weird and I guess he felt like this weight lifted off of him he where he's like away. I'm gonna be comfortable I'm gonna do what I want to do and they start dancing and they end up kissing on the dance floor and it just seems like such an intimate moment where Cal realizes like oh wow like I'm you know I, I'm into this guy I'm it's he's not just my best friend mm-hmm. I have feelings for him so he has what looks like the night of his life and then wakes up the next morning to a phone call from Marsha saying that she's pregnant and that she took a few pregnancy tests. And for sure, she's pregnant. That was planned because, you know, that's there's no way that they're not smart enough to use protection, especially over the fact that, like, um, Cal is going to Duke University. Derek is going somewhere out west. So over the fact that, like, 
he would not ruin and jeopardize his life. You know? Yeah, he's, he comes from a family that's, you know, well sought out. They That's why he is who he is in the future, you know, because he has a face to show. He always has had face mm-hmm. to show. His family, his dad was very strict. He had to go to a, a good university. Like she said, Derek is going out to a community, you know, um, sorry, a state university out west. So it's nothing compared to Duke. Duke is like, you know, the top of the top. And it's a lot of money. So and exactly. if they're going, if someone's going to Duke, you know, it's either scholarship, but even then, like, you, there's some prestige to it no matter what. Exactly. So, yeah, we we see this moment where Marsha tells him that she's pregnant and the moment he realizes that his life is fucked, mm-hmm. he's like, he looks like he's in so much pain. And that translates to what Nate had said in the first season when he was talking about his family and he was saying how much his dad hated his brother. That would make sense because the reason why his life was over was because Marsha got pregnant with his oldest son. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. So it probably happens that, well, we don't know because we only got those five minutes. But now the question is, like, did he go to Duke? Is he like... What is his life after? What happened where, to his future? Yeah. Uh-huh. Where is Derek? Because Derek could either be, let's say, in the same category of closet a gay or who knows, maybe into drugs or is out on and happy. Yeah. So we don't know what happened to Derek, but what we do kind of know from those first five minutes of Cal's life is that Derek obviously had done some research. He had obviously been questioning his sexuality for a little while because he knew about the bar. How do you know about that bar unless you've been there or unless you know gay people who have been there? Mm -hmm. So he obviously was questioning and figuring stuff out for himself. So I think that it's a very possible thing that he now in 2022, he's out. Yeah. That he could have a family, he could be... I think that's very probable where he got his happy ending and Cal just stayed stuck. Mm-hmm. Especially especially when you're, what, 18 going to college, yeah. where college is your years of experiments, your years of, like, finding yourself no matter what. So maybe over the fact, like, Derek didn't get someone pregnant, so Cal getting someone pregnant, that definitely, you know, that puts a halter into not necessarily you going to college, but essentially do his whole life life. yeah his whole life is now changed forever and i don't think if we really think about it i don't think what probably the resentment that he has towards his life i don't think it's about not having college experiences i think it's about not being able to have gay experiences about Mm -hmm. having to be closeted about the fact that he couldn't just Maybe eventually date Derek. Maybe they would have done the long distance thing. He would have gone to university and they would have, you know, met each other up. Or maybe they would have gone to college, both of them. And they would have gone their separate ways. But Cal would have found somebody else. He would have found another man to be in love with. Um, Because, yeah, we do think that he's bisexual over the fact that he has sex with Jules. And he also has sex with men. Mm -hmm. So it's very possible he could have found a woman or somebody else to be in, you know, to fall in love with and actually be in love with. But I do feel like he predominantly wants men. Yeah. Because he does say he likes eating pussy. So exactly. I like there's a part of him. Yeah. Like you said, like exactly like right on the money predominantly he likes men or he's only interested in Marsha first girlfriend, only girlfriend, I feel like type of situation as well. 
because at the end like if you do see like when we see sex videos or him flashback like one of the so you see in the beginning of episode two of the season where Kyle's eating ass and he's telling someone to like come on him or to come while he's eating his ass so I think like we only see like those like glimpse of Kyle like and his like hidden caught like his hidden gayness yeah, we mostly see it, 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 yeah. like the intense sex the intense. with men. Exactly. And like that's that's like what I noticed because I like how they show not a sense of a dad that's beating his kid up consistently, even though there's some trauma there, but it's more so how like he unleashes himself when he's having sex with someone. So mm-hmm. I feel like those videos, even though it's disgusting, it stems off from like, is this going to be the last time I do it? Yeah, that's very possible that he thinks it, it can be taken away from him at any moment because he's living this double life. And it, it very well could have started that way where he was like, let me record it because mm-hmm. I never know if I'm going to be able to do this again. But he just continued to do it over and over, which is fucking horrible because you're recording somebody against their will or not against their will, but they don't know. You know, it's not consensual. They have no idea that they're being recorded while they're having sex, essentially making a sex tape without somebody knowing that's fucking illegal. Mm-hmm. So he's he's sick. He's fucked up in the head for sure. But I do think, like you said, it stems from him being scared that he's never going to be able to experience what he really wants to experience again because of his double life. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Cal talking about Cal, man, like it, <laughs> it, this shit's intense. Like, his story is so fucked up and he is so fucked up and we only got like five minutes of it. It's only the beginning. I, and I want more. Yeah. Just like I want more of this weed. Let me take a hit. <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, five minutes and, and we want more, you know, just like Rue wanted five minutes from Fez. <laughs> she didn't get those five minutes, you know. Hell the fuck no, bro. Rue, Rue, Rue a mess. Like Fez says, Rue a mess. Or like Angus says, because he's the one that tweets that. Rue a mess, bro. This bitch comes up with this fucking plan because, you know, you're a fucking addict and you're broke because you're a teenager. So you're trying to make the best out of what you have. And it, you know, clicks in her head. Hey, if I start selling drugs. I can basically do drugs for free because I am making profit. You know, I'm selling for somebody. I'm going to make profit. And that profit, I could just snort it or smoke it or whatever the fuck. So she goes to Fez with her idea. (laughs) She starts off by saying, I I want you to front me 5K of drugs. Hell the fuck no. (laughs) Not going to happen. She keeps trying. She tries at least three times and he's just keeps saying, hell the fuck no. She's like, you haven't even let me finish the plan. He's like, I don't like how the plan started. <laughs> hell the fuck no. So she gives up. She's like, fuck it. Like, whatever. Fez is not going to do it for me. I got to figure some shit out, some other shit out. And she does what I think is going to fucking bite her in the ass soon. Uh, she goes over his head. And she goes to his boss, which is now the school teacher, weird, monotone lady. She, she fucking mm-hmm. gives me the creeps. She's very intimidating to me because she's so like, I don't know, like monotone, calm, scary bitch. She's actually dangerous. Yeah. Like you, you're like, oh, this bitch, like she seems like she's calm. That means you're fucking crazy. You're fucking crazy. 
So she goes to her, you know, ends up telling her the plan. She's a smart girl. She has friends who are very smart as well. And, you know, they need money for college and all of this. And they have too much to lose. So they could sell for her with a very low chance of ever snitching or getting caught because who's going to suspect a goody two Exactly, a goody two-shoes. Who's going to suspect that she's selling drugs? So she tells her, I know a group of girls, I don't know, whatever. And the lady tells her, that's genius. I mean, her calling, like, I that's what I don't understand. Like, as you can see, I'm a loss of words because Fez knows it's a, it's a bad idea. We know it's a bad idea. So why... Does she say it's genius? Is she setting her up to fail? Like to, to fail? I think it's more of the sense of that she doesn't really know that Rue's an addict. And Fez told her, I trust her with my life. She's family, you know? Like, so now Fez is working for her and she thinks, hey, I met this girl last time this kid came to get drugs for me. I stripped her and, you know, I, I talked to Fez about her. This kid told me he trusts her with his life and he's my employee now. So fuck it. Why not? I really don't think that lady is really thinking it through, but I also think that she doesn't give a fuck because she told Rue, you know, if you fuck me over, I will sell you to some really bad people. I always figure out how to get my money back. So she's like, whatever. If I fucking lose my money, I'm gonna get it either way. So yeah. you can try it out, and if it works, great. It works. That's great for me. That's great for you. But if it doesn't, I'm going to get paid regardless. So it doesn't fucking matter to me. Okay, so it's like no hair off my back. Like, if you bring me money, you bring me money. If you don't, you don't, right? Because that's... Exactly. that's. I was thinking about it, like... Because the woman is smart, so she, she would also tell her, like, hey, you're kind of fucking crazy, too. But I think, like you said, like, it's just... No hair, no hair off her back. Well, imagine she she doesn't know Rue, right? So she has absolutely no idea that she's a fucking addict. People that know her don't know that she's relapsed right now. Like when she's in the bathroom, oh, mm -hmm. you know, we see that scene quickly where she's in the bathroom and, you know, it's a scene between all the girls, whatever. We'll get into that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But Maddie asks her uh, or... Cassie asked her, wait, did you relapse? And she's like, no, no, I've just been smoking a little weed. Nobody knows this girl's fucking high. Her mom doesn't know she's fucking high because she's talking to somebody on the phone. And she's like, yeah, she's doing so much better. As she comes home with a fucking suitcase of $10,000 of fucking drugs. You know, like it, nobody knows this girl's high except Ali. And when she goes to the NA uh, meeting, she completely fucks her relationship with him because of the fact that he's the only one that knows when she's high. The moment he sees her, he's like, I see you're still fighting your demons. And she's like, I don't want to lecture. And he's like, I didn't think I gave you lectures. I thought we had conversations. And it ends up she's disrespecting him. And he's like, yo, I'm not your parent. You don't talk to me like that. You, you treat me with respect. And she obviously is an addict. So she's being petty. And she hits him where it hurts and tells him, well, good thing nobody's looking for you to parent them. And she knows that because he told her out of confidence that he has kids. He doesn't have a relationship with because of the fact that he is a crackhead. So 
he gets, you know, you can see the hurt in his eyes. He goes off on her. He tells her one more word from you and we're done. Don't ever disrespect me like that again. And in attic fashion, Rue looks at him with this blank face. Like she looks like there is nothing there. (coughs) Her eyes are just fucking blank. (coughs) And she's staring at him and says, what are you going to do, Ali? You going to hit me? And that shit fucking, that shit slapped me in the face. Yeah. I mean, that's something like that you've said before, in a sense, like the show, some people say that the show glamorizes addicts, but like, again, you've said it before. That's how addicts are, though. Like, they don't care. It All they care about is matter if you're the bestest friend you've ever been, they picked you out of the slumps. Like, if they know that you got abused at one point or your car crashed and you're embarrassed, whatever. Anything that you did that is something that you don't like or anything that has happened to you that is something that you don't like, they will use it against you. And I can imagine the talk that she had in her head at that time. I'm sure she wasn't even thinking about the fact that she was saying bad things because I'm sure in her head, all she was thinking about was, I can't wait to get home and do these drugs. I can't wait to get home and do these drugs. I can't wait. Why are you talking to me, Ali? I just want to go home and do these drugs. I'm 99% positive that that's what was going on in her head. All she wanted to do was go back home and open that fucking suitcase and do as many drugs as she possibly could. She had like a candy bag of of drugs Mm -hmm. you know that's literally like like any little kid at a party when they get that party bag what they want nothing more than to open that bag and eat (laughs) yeah exactly so she's like she had to go to the na meeting so she's like fuck i gotta go to this fucking meeting and now the meeting's over and she's like i'm just trying to get home like like Mm -hmm. in addict fashion real addict fashion she's like i just want to get home i'm just trying to do drugs and you know it's just that scene fucking broke my heart because you could see that ali is very hurt and after that is when she goes home and you see her mom on the couch And she asked her, are you wearing my clothes? Because Rue dressed up, you know, in a suit to go talk to this lady, like a businesswoman. And uh, she says, yeah, I was trying out for Oklahoma. For Oklahoma. Lexi's play. And her mom's like, oh, yeah, she's talking to somebody. She's doing so much better. But yeah, nobody fucking knows that this girl's high. Like, how would that drug dealer have known what she was doing? It wasn't going to be beneficial for her or for Rue. And something that Rue, you know, prophesizes all the time is where she says that I know how to act. I know how to play that. I'm not high. I haven't relapsed. I haven't done this and that. So and she's learning to manage her her. um, ODs better Mm -hmm. basically because we see that at the party with Elliot she had been doing drugs all night and finally does some drugs with him and then we see that her heart is slowing down she literally has an Adderall in her sock waiting for her to crush and sniff so that she can raise her heartbeat and won't fucking die so we know that she's already learning to manage her drug usage but the amount of drugs that she has right now it's going to be her downfall. Either she's not going to be able to sell everything and she's going to owe this lady money and possibly it can get worse for everybody or she's going to fucking OD on everything or have someone else, a.k.a. Elliot, OD because he apparently has money. So we it's just going to be a really bad situation all around. 
And it could be the detriment of hers and Jules' relationship. And as right now, what we see with Jules is that she's interrogating Elliot about what his intentions are with Rue, whether he likes Rue, you know, going hard on him to figure out who he is, what's his deal. I think that is suspicious to me. Not even, you know, because Elliot came into the picture and not once did I say, who is this man? What is he going to do? It's more so this is Rue's bestie. This is he's going to die overdosing. He's going to something's going to happen, you know. But then Jules coming in and we see this shift mm -hmm. that we didn't expect. (laughs) A shift we didn't expect. I'm torn between what the preview show me, what we see in the show itself. Are they going to be a throuple? Or instead of this whole time that we were thinking Jules is going to cheat on, on uh, Rue, Rue is going to cheat on Jules on, uh, with Elliot. Is it going to be um, Elliot and, and Jules? I think because that's more probable. That he Jules- flirts with her yep. in a way. They have this banter. He's calling, he's um, right out says you're a sexual person. She whispers to him, how Why? many? How many? Not to Rue, but Rue always in the cloud and didn't even like realize what she just said. Talking all about Rue, like being jealous and whatnot. That's so hypocritical. But then again, I, like I've said before, I don't think Jules is the best relationship for Rue. No, they, they cannot. They do they not. They should not be together. Go together whatsoever. Kind you know? of like a... Cassie and Nate. Oh. Oh, telling me they don't belong together. We just had their <laughs> whole life flash before our eyes. If they don't end up together, the anxiety of me thinking I'm going to see a Cassie. Bitch, running. please stop. Oh, my God. They are. They're horrible. They are both horrible human beings. Like, Nate, obviously, he's like a fucking sociopath. That's another thing. But although I knew Cassie was a dumb bitch... And that, you know, was a one of those women that is constantly seeking validation from males and wants to be hopelessly in love with people and wants them to be in love with her and wants this dream fairy tale with somebody. I didn't think that, like, she's, like, so in love with him. And not, she- not real love. I Like I said about his narcissistic love, her type of love is like blind love. Like, I'm not really in love, love. I think I'm in love with you. So because I think I'm in love with you, I'm going to give you everything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you she's, everything. She's one of those girls that, like, if Nate were to pick up a book because it fell off her desk um, and Nate picks it up, and she's like, wow. Oh, my God. He picked up my book. And then she thinks about it for the next three years. <laughs> yes. And I just didn't expect her to, like, fall down this hole with Nate. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. they fucked. And she's just, I was like, I hope she's just never going to see him again. And uh, I figured at some point Maddie would find out and that would ruin their relation, their friendship and all of that. But I just didn't think that they were going to make her this, like, horrible person maddie's your best friend you know he abused her you know he choked her you know how toxic they are for each other and now you're in love with him not only did you fuck him now you're in love with him this man is a fucking sociopath 
and now you're in love with him? Like, bitch. I mean, like, I, I wish, is there a word past in love? Because infatuation, the, it has to, obsession. It, it's over the fact of the high school scene where they're in school and we see the different wardrobe. Oh, well, before she goes through her, her manic episode, which mm-hmm. that in itself was fucking intense. Scrubbing her body, self-tanning, shaving, doing makeup, getting ready for fucking three hours before school just to get something out of Nate. Because we do see that scene where Cow and Marsha are downstairs and Nate is upstairs yeah. and he's like choking her. And Cassie's like, I love being your little secret. And they can hear that downstairs. And that was also fucking awkward where Marsha was like, oh, to, to be, be teenage. Yeah, to be young. Like, fucking crazy bitch. You manipulative ass fucking bitch. And you know your son's a fucking psycho. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, to be young. You fucking, I, I can't with that family. Marcia, but yeah, we see, oh, it's, no, go ahead, sorry. Uh, Marsha knows her son's psycho, her husband's a closeted gay. She knows everything. This bitch knows everything. She knows everything. She's a smart bitch. And she's just like, I'm content in my life. Mm-hmm. I chose this. Mm-hmm. I, this is what I wanted. I wanted security. A man that's going to know how to fuck me because I taught him how to fuck me. And and money. And, yep. you know, society. That that That's what she got. Everybody likes her. You know, she's high class, has her house. Her son is a, a football star. Her other she's, son's in college. She's the modeled family that everybody in the community would want. And she set herself up. That's what she wanted. That's why we think that that bitch got herself pregnant on purpose. Because she knew who Cal was. She know she knew what his family was. She knew that if she got pregnant, her his dad would never allow him not to be there for his kids. Because that's what a good man would do. That's what a man would do. That's your that's, that's your job. Man, yeah, man. exactly. That's that is your job as a man to have a wife, to have kids, to work and provide. So she knew what she was doing. And you know, so after that scene where she says that creepy ass line, oh, to be young, we see Cassie go through her manic episodes and she starts going to school in different wardrobes. In that's a, you know what I never understood was the wardrobe so I understand the last one where he where she does get the reaction out of Nate where she looks it's Maddie it's Maddie, Maddie. <laughs> but the Oklahoma episode which we should dive into yeah, uh, into Lexi after Oklahoma, yeah but that type of outfit that's what I don't understand I think that outfit reflects what she thinks wholesome women look like. Cause imagine that that costume that she wore, because it was a fucking costume. It was, you know, the the skirt with the plaid. It, you know, her hair, the blonde bangs, the blonde like blowout hair. She looked very southern, very Do- innocent, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, young female. I I think that that's what she thought would be the most wholesome. Uh, wardrobe she could possibly have. Yeah. The third one was Maddie, which it was literally Maddie to the T. And the first one... I remember the first Yeah, one. the first one was forgettable. Oh, the first one was a really cute outfit. Remember when she had little pigtails? Oh, the little pigtails, yeah. I think that was her. There you go. The first one was her style. 
He got, she's walking down the halls trying to get his reaction. He doesn't even look at her because remember he told her, obviously nobody could ever know we're still fucking. And she said, I love being your secret. So he's not paying attention to her. First day was her regular self. Second day was what she thinks a wholesome woman would look like. Didn't look at her either. Third day, she dresses exactly like Maddie. Hair and all, baby hairs. Like, it, so bad. Embarrassing. Yeah. And he looks at her and it, to me, like, uh, Ali and I talked about it. It looks like he's so disgusted. Like, ew. He, because I don't, that's the thing. I don't, he's not into Maddie at this point. He needs the, the CD. He needs mm-hmm. the CD. You know? He needs to have that back because one, as much as he hates his father, he has the complex of like, you know, typical narcissism of being raised in a narcissism household, the need to please his father. Yeah, and as much as he hates him, it, it's always going to be like, what my father needs from me, I have yeah. to do. No, and also I can only imagine the 17-year-old kid or even at the age that I am now, I would not want my father's stuff to be leaked publicly either. Absolutely not, because that not only does that embarrass him, but that's embarrassing to me. Mm-hmm. As an adult, I would still be embarrassed, but as a teenager that's in still in it's high school and exactly and about to go off to college, can you imagine? That can ruin his admissions because of it's mm-hmm. your father. It may Absolutely. have not been you, but I'm sorry, we can't accept you because your father is a well known fucking pedophile. You know, like it 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 would ruin his life. And I think that you're right in that sense that he right now he doesn't care about Maddie or being with Maddie. He just cares about getting that CD. So the CD, he wants to get the CD because it could ruin his life. So I really do think that he might actually like Cassie in some weird sort of fucked up way. And that's obviously why he keeps having sex with her. Um, But she's she's gone off the fucking rails. Like, I'm telling you, that outfit that she wore the her wholesome outfit where she looked like fucking Dolly Parton. <laughs> Even Rue was like, uh, you trying out for the play? Cassie's like, what play? And she's like, Oklahoma, Lexi's play. By the way, Lexi's in the back. Like, no, 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 stop. And that whole interaction, Maddie comes in. She's like, why are you dressed like that? Cassie's like, do I look like I would be in Oklahoma? Maddie's like, yeah, why would you be dressed like that otherwise? You know, like it, it's... It's so fucked up because you can see how embarrassing it is for her when she realizes that what she's wearing is not something that anybody would find Mm -hmm. like a normal. I don't think she looked bad, but imagine in that high school, it's fucking euphoria. All of these bitches dress up like, you know, in like these intricate um, wardrobes with this makeup, like all going all out. And she's like wearing this like, southern cowgirl type get up i mean the thing is like when i see her when i saw that outfit i'm like okay dorothy yeah dorothy that's what i thought of fucking dorothy um and i was like she's definitely auditioning for the play like lexi's play but i don't know what's gonna happen though if if, imagine cassie auditioning for lexi's play as what is it hallie She's like, wait, that's me. This like this tragic lifestyle or this like crazy girl, that's me. Because I wonder how like 
this is a new version of Lexi that yeah. we're seeing. You know, especially like she's literally standing up and unsticking herself on the wall and putting herself out there because I feel like it takes a lot of courage or maybe she's crazy, <laughs> but to release something personal. Something, something that I feel so many people are going to be able to be like, mm, this seems like this might be about you. <laughs> this might be about you and your family. Like, are you sure? That you're down with all of this. But it's it's funny how the, the play ends up coming about. We see that part of Lexi where Lexi is um, talking about how she feels like her life isn't her life sometimes. And her parents aren't her parents. And she's reflecting on how she feels like she's directing basically her whole life. She's directly directing every scene in her life. She has characters. Rue is, mm-hmm. you know, a character Rue's high as fuck. It's funny. It shows you, you know, what you think you would see in a set. The actors sitting on their chairs, the director coming, let's go, we got to move, we got to record, whatever. And uh, that that really shows us how Lexi came about writing this play that seems like, we haven't really seen much about it, but it really seems like it's exactly just her life. And now she's putting it up at school. And she's hiding it from Cassie. So what is that? I mean, that's the unanswered question. The, from, the, from the beginning of the season, there's a fight between Cassie and Lexi. They're not talking about it. Definitely, Lexi is using all of Cassie's drama, all of Maddie's drama, XXXX drama, into her play. Now, what does that entail? Does that mean Lexi is willing to risk losing everyone? Does that mean that Lexi knows everything? Mm. We'll see how much she knows. Because it. I don't think she would do anything to hurt, like, Rue or any of that. But it depends on how much, like, how she this play is. Yeah. You know, hopefully it's she's one of those like very uh creative artists where the settings are so different and like the accents and and you don't know like and the 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 moments aren't the same moments, you know? Maybe. Characters are switched and stuff like that where you don't really know who is who, but I really doubt that that's what's happening. I don't- I think it's like her life, and people are gonna be like, "This seems like your sister." I yeah, I was gonna say because I feel like she probably talks about about her mom, about her dad. So she's definitely like in the sense, this is her um, parallel to Cassie screaming, you know, when she's in the bathroom and saying, "I fucked me," and then it was just in her head because she I don't care nervous. what anyone says. I'm the happiest I've ever been. Exactly. <laughs> Breakdown. So. You know, hers is more, Lexi's more like, I'm going to shove this off. It's internal. It's, it's internal. I'm going to make it into art. Yeah. <laughs> so, definitely we see the sisters going crazy. Now, what is, again, like, what does that mean? You know, because I know she feels regret about not being more open about Rue. So, that could definitely see how she paints a picture about Rue or the situation about Rue. Yeah. It, and, and baby Fez. I think it can. I know when when is he I'm like they didn't give us that little snippet for, for nothing no like yeah. she she wrote this play and then she hasn't gone to see him again like bitch <laughs> what's going on like <laughs> yeah so I really hope we get to see um more of that and I hope we get 
to see like the full um beginning of the play because I want to see from the oh start they have to audition. they have to show us like they they have to show us the actual play or at least like somebody yeah. reading the play like we need to know what the fuck it is that she wrote and if yeah. they don't give that to us I'm gonna fucking raise hell. Oh no, for sure. Me too. I was like, I had to figure it out. Myself. Well, they're gonna definitely tell us because uh, Ethan, which we kind of, you know, I mean, they're, Ethan and Cat are kind of irrelevant, unfortunately, right now because they're not much is going on with them. Cat's going through her whole self loathing, binge eating moment. I don't know if I'm in love with him because I so disagree with her current character. Well, so so does she in real life. So, uh, which is kind of fucked up. You know, she didn't. She thought that her character was going in the opposite direction. She used to be this fierce woman that was doing sex work and, you know, humiliating men. And then now she's just like this self-loathing. I hate myself. I'm going to constantly eat. People think I'm fat. And she's beautiful. She's fucking beautiful. And I mean, not that it's her fault that she actually, if she feels that, if a person feels that way. But for a character to make such a quick switch... She's always had her insecurities, of course, about her weight and about how she looks. But I felt like the whole her getting into sex work was in order for her to be comfortable with herself and mm-hmm. and who she is and how she looks. I feel like they definitely suppressed her character from because I understand insecurity. I understand security at that age, like mm-hmm. high school and finding yourself and all that. But huge shift because she wanted the guy in season one yeah so they're not expanding much on that and i can completely understand her in 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 that aspect of like being upset about her character because that's not at all what they were portraying in the original um and i mean in the first season and as well as the actress herself you know, that's not what she portrays. That, like, that's not what she, yeah, that's not what I she like expected. I the fact that she, you know, she's standing up for herself for that. Yeah. But, but I, yeah, we, we do see that, or we should see the play because we find out that Ethan gets the part mm-hmm. and he's talking to her on the phone and she's like binge eating and she's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. Like, kind of dismisses it. I feel like that's kind of going to be, um, like, something that may cause problems between them. And not only that, like, I forgot to mention that whole dinner. She had dinner with his parents. She met his parents. And she's talking about how she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know what she wants to do. Oh, she doesn't, And mm-hmm. he's just quiet. And her mom, his mom makes, like, this disrespectful comment towards her. He doesn't fucking say a word. So I'm like, oh, of course you're not in love with him. He's a fucking pussy. Like, yeah. he, he couldn't even stand up for you to his mom. I don't even think he noticed maybe the mom Yeah, anything. he was just, like, in his, like, own, like, world, like, yeah. bubble. Like, bro, wake up. Like, your mom just tried your girlfriend. At least you could be like, mom, come on, man. Respect. That's not nice. Like, yeah, what the mom said was so dismissive. And and I also think Kat did that little rant on purpose to, like, caer mal. Like, you know, to, like, leave a bad taste because... It's oh, like pro- self-sabotaging? Uh-huh, like one of those projections. So it's kind of like at the end, like it comes from him and she feels no guilt, you know, yeah. like no, nothing attached. But speaking of that, I do theorize that like they're going to break up and she has a big meltdown. Do you have any theories you, you uh, well, want to say? I saw in the preview, well, actually I saw it on a TikTok where they slowed it down a part of the preview. And it's, 
them at the play. It's Lexi. It's him standing and Lexi walking past him. And remember, Lexi is coming into herself, into this woman, into, you know, like I'm, I'm going to be a director right now. Like she's a bad bitch, man. She's becoming a bad bitch and she's directing this play. So she's a woman in power right now. Right. So she's like walking past him and the look that he gives her, I was like, uh-uh, Ethan. Don't look at Lexi like that. Why not? Do not look at Lexi like that because Lexi is from my baby Fez. Oh, you're right. Lexi is from my baby Fez. So Ethan got to keep his slimy little eyes <laughs> off of fucking Lexi because I think he, he got like the main character. So they're going to be working very closely. And I don't know. I think that that could be a big messy aspect too. I- if he does like get feelings for her and try if there, if that's really what that preview was showing, because he's like, she's walking past him and he kind of like looks like down at her and like she's walking by and he breaks neck. He follows her. So I was like, mm. I think though, I can't blame him if that happens because like no, he's not either. getting that affection. For Absolutely him. not. And she's, and Lexi's smart. Yeah. She's beautiful. But Lexi's like fast. That's for sure. She went back to the like, Yeah, no, no, no. She wants fast, but I'm like, there better not be a little like no. triangle yeah, yeah. between them. Uh, you know, what could happen next episode or, you know, for the rest of the season is, I know for a fact because the previews, speaking back on the previews, we see someone getting carried out at the bar, the same bar that Cal and Derek went to. Yes. So I feel it's either one of them got too fucked up Get sent home. That's how they find out. Marsha, I these are all my theories on Kyle, right? One of them would be Marsha um, wants to surprise Kyle at home, so at his house because they're still teenagers. Oh, okay, yeah. And sees him getting in his car and driving away. You know, so then maybe either she follows him or like, what the fuck is happening, or vice versa. Derek is dropping him off. Or something, and she finds him. Yeah. Or drunk moment, and or she follows them somehow. Like she Mm -hmm. went to go see him. They left. She follows him. Sees them go into the bar. Yeah. No, that's for sure. Marsha knows about the secret kink. I don't think she knows maybe that they're underage because again, like yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, he did seem the only one. He did seem. Oh, we we forgot. That whole part, which I'm sorry, we cannot brush over that before talking about these theories. Fucking Ash. Ashtray beating the shit out of fucking Cal. Cal goes to see Fez. Ashtray brings his ass in. Fucking gun in his hand. Starts beating his head with the back of the gun because Cal's like, I'll call the cops. He's like, call the cops, bitch. (laughs) Call the fucking cops. I don't care. Call call the cops. (laughs) Just beats his ass. And Fez starts talking to him about, oh, like, what the fuck are you doing here, bro? Oh, you beat up my son. Yeah, well, your son fucking deserved it. And he was like, oh, I'm just here because, you know, um, I didn't mean to, ha- I didn't know she was in high school. I didn't, you know, whatever. He's talking about Jules. And he's like, Fez is like, Jewel? <laughs> and he's like, like, like the one that Nate's in love with? And the fucking wheels start turning in Cal's head. And he's like, holy shit, Nate's in love with Jules? What the fuck is going on? He's like, I'm so confused. Fez is like, you're confused, bro? 
I'm confused. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, oh, I read, you know, I just want the disc. He's like, what disc? I recorded it. You recorded it. I, I didn't know. You didn't know? <laughs> how, how did you not know? But you recorded it. I didn't know she was underage, whatever. And he gets his ass beat by them. Well, by Ashtray, basically. And Fez is like, listen, I don't know about any of this shit. None of this shit got to do with fucking me. I don't know about no disc. Leave me the fuck alone. Get the fuck up out of my house. And Cal ends up leaving. So, yeah, that <laughs> that was a, a, a big and important moment in Cal's storyline because now he's figuring out, like, okay, Nate, fuck Jules or something or he was involved with Jules because how could he be in love with her like what is his involvement with Jules going to see like that bar the scene in the preview where he's getting kicked out of the bar I think that's how we're gonna see how it all will connect the truth of Cal yeah because I feel like that's when he finds out so him finding out maybe that my son might be in love with Jules and I fuck Jules like that adds more hatred to it right and, and so the, the thing that i was gonna say was that I, that's why i don't think if there's one thing that he's not lying about is that he didn't know because she lied about her age yeah. she put that her age was i think like 19 or some shit so he had no idea that she was underage yeah he was being creepy you know recording them without consent recording everybody that he was recording but i do think genu uh, genuinely he didn't it's not like a pedophile thing it's like a double life thing i like i like men i like women i like having this side sex thing where i'm a creeper yes but yeah. i'm not a pedophile yeah because i feel like what we're gonna see um yes I'm, I'm i'm a creep and all that is that marcia probably tells him like this is my life this is how we're gonna do it you got me pregnant whatever you keep do whatever the fuck you want to do yeah but make sure you lock it up put a key guarded with like your life put like a spell on it because no one better ruin my life you know and that's how it's gonna be i agree and i feel like that's overall what we're gonna see is how marshall or who maybe the dad so either marshall or the dad in my opinion how they suppress cal right yeah and then um, obviously how we get to Nate being Nate, but then Nate is just overall crazy to that point too, because, you know, we're going to see what happens with Cassie. Is he really in love with Cassie? Um, to what point does he do with Maddie? Because when he ends up going, we see in the, the preview. Mansion, yeah. You, you know, know, like we, we said our last episode, episode, like Minka Kelly, like, why is she there? <laughs> and it looks like Maddie's going to like play both I don't, I don't know because I'm like, people keep saying, oh, you know, they're underage, they're underage, they're underage. So that would make Minka Kelly a pedophile of sorts because yeah. she's in her late or early 30s, probably, you know, and Maddie is 16, 17, or Maddie, I think, is a senior. So she's 17, almost 18. Maybe she's 18, and we just don't know that she's 18 because they haven't they clearly said it. anybody's age. Um... But I do see the connection and Minka Kelly in the preview says it, she's talking about Nate, like talking about high school relationships like that. Um, and just like the way that they look at each other. Mm -hmm. So I do I do think that it may be possible, like you said, that she's 
gonna tell Nate like I love you and I want to be I've wanted to be with you but I do think that there is a possibility that she's gonna get involved with her babysitters uh her kids or the kid that she babysits mom (laughs) her boss essentially I think also either Minka Kali is in like high prostitution like high-end prostitution so maybe she like entices her to join maybe because she knows she looks maddie looks like a very sexual person just like he's like elliot said about jewels she you know she dresses not that that means that you're a sexual person but she's very provocative and not only that but she's also had sex with a guy in a pool in the middle of a party so we know that she's like a very sexual being and yeah i think that that would be a cool uh kind of different i wouldn't have seen that coming i wouldn't have thought maybe the babysitter is like a high-end prostitute but where she lives and how beautiful her house is and everything that she has like it's very possible i mean realistically especially like what in today's world like look at only fans like you know it's yeah like yeah becoming a norm and we know so about no. sex work because of cat sex work exactly. is already on the table it's in euphoria so you you really never know. So I guess um, we'll just you know tune in next time. And yeah, guys, uh, you should definitely follow us on TikTok. We're trying to get these views up. We're trying to get some some marketing up in this bitch. So follow us uh, on TikTok. It's La High Talks, and um, definitely tune in for the next couple of episodes. Where I feel like Euphoria is gonna hit its peak soon. We're going to get a lot of fucking drama and you definitely don't want to miss it. Yeah, ciao, ciao. Bye.